Hello and welcome to CX Today. My name is Charlie and today I am delighted to be joined by Stuart Dorman, Chief Innovation Officer at Sabio. Stuart, it's always really great to talk to you. How are you doing today? Hi. Yeah, hey Charlie, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to the conversation. So yeah, good to see you again. Absolutely, yes. Last time we discussed the future of voice and it was a really, uh, really great conversation. Learned so much from it and I'm excited uh, to see, speak to you once again to talk about all the possible use cases uh, for generative AI uh, in the contact center and beyond. Um, with, I believe ChatGPT is over six months old now, so uh, so now there's more things coming to the fore and it's a really exciting um, space. But I think probably the first question I'll, I'll put to you is you know, from a customer experience standpoint, which of the generative AI announcements that you've heard so far have interested you the most? Um, well, there have been so many for starters. Um, as you say, since ChatGPT was launched, what, yeah, four, five, six months ago now, uh, it seems to have gone so quickly. Um, all of the major tech companies have announced um, some interesting moves in this space. You know, you had Salesforce launching Einstein GPT. So they were the first kind of CRM vendor to market, you know, launching an intention for that technology to embedded to be embedded within their different aspects of the Salesforce clouds. I think that's going to be a really interesting one to watch. Um, Microsoft obviously announcing a huge investment in OpenAI and uh, subsequently launching uh, what they call their co-pilot, which I think is actually quite a nice way of describing how this technology will be working for the foreseeable future, which is, um, you know, ha a, 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 as, as a kind of secondary, if you like, or a complementary user interface to the, the applications that we're all going to be, we all use on a day-to-day -day basis to help drive up the utilization and usage of those applications. And they kind of talked about this idea about Copilot and that the average user maybe uses 10% of the capabilities of applications like PowerPoint or Word or Outlook or those types of things. And therefore this technology, you know, creating a, a way of us being able to communicate and ask questions of the technology to really drive up the utilization and, and access and un the untapped capabilities of these types of applications. Um, so I think that's going to be, you know, one of the use cases that the kind of average user, if you like, starts to see first of all. And then, you know, early on sort of embedding that within more of the developer centric tools. Um, and, and I think already, you know, developers being at the forefront of this technology, I think they they are seeing huge increases in the amount of productivity uh, in terms of developing applications, integrations and those types of things. So already, you know, developers are are, are seeing um, a massive uplift in productivity. And it was interesting, actually, I was just listening a few days ago that actually 50% of the code that has been developed now on GitHub, which is a repository for, you know, for, for bits of uh, code, you know, that the developers use and access to enhance their, their productivity and to, you know, drive collaboration. 50% of that has already been generated by AI. So already you can see how, you know, how that technology is having a massive impact on the developer community. And then obviously Google as well launching Bard, uh, their their version of this, and and coming up with some interesting use cases there as well. So yeah, there's so much happening in this space, and I've no doubt that we'll continue to see announcements sort of on a weekly basis as this technology continues to mature. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think lots of really uh, great stuff in there. I mean, Salesforce bringing generative AI uh, CRM is probably is what a lot of people within the CX space will have uh, heard of, but also Microsoft in terms of 
um, bringing to Dynamics the ability to kind of auto-generate some responses is kind of the next level of uh, Agent Assist. Uh, I suppose it'll be interesting to see that in, in practice, uh, but I suppose that's the theory anyway. And Bard, as you say, um, two, there's conversational AI. Uh, there's um, permutations is the word I'm going to go for. Uh, yeah. With that and how quickly you can build that, and that goes back to your point also about the kind of coding. You know, you don't have to just drag and drop to build such tools now. You can just type in and, and uh, something will appear. So I think, yeah, lots of really great um, stuff in that. But maybe taking the conversation um, to the contact center um, environment, um, just kind of the everyday contact center world. What are the possible use cases that you first first seeing, uh, first see touching kind of the job of an agent or a manager, uh, supervisor? So I guess there, there there's a couple of areas I think that um, we'll start to see um, that you know the, the, essentially the first wave of, of, of technology impacting these different roles. Um, I think one is is you know we talked a bit about developers before, but if you we think about creating um, conversational AI applications which customers engage with, aka voice bots and chatbots, you know there, there's still a, a lot of coding work that's, that goes on in the, in the background to create these applications and the dialogue that takes place between the customer and the voice bot or the chat bot. Um, so, you know, simply the ability to create and uh, th those complex dialogues much quicker, leveraging these tools, I think that's going to be one of the first things that we'll see. So really what that means is that we'll be able to, you know, with the same amount of developer resource, create m much more uh, sophisticated, much deeper conversations with the customer um, to, to sort of drive you know, the productivity of the people creating those applications. So turning ideas into reality at a much, much faster pace than we can do today. So in essence, what that starts to do then is, firstly, it democratizes the use of conversational AI even further than we've seen over the last few years. So you know, maybe smaller organizations with lower call or chat volumes can start to tap in and exploit this technology. Um, but, but as I say, it means that we can go a lot deeper with use cases that maybe didn't quite wash their hands from a return on investment perspective before. We, we should be able to create those applications now and, and get a strong return on investment. So that's definitely one area where we'll see, um, you know, uh, the, the, the technology sort of impacting the, the sophistication and depth of conversational experiences that we can create for customers. I think the second area is enhancing what we can do today with the agent assist types of technologies. Um, one of the things I think that um, the you know the way that, that we've used AI, if you like, over the last few years is has been entirely focused on recognizing input and and understanding the questions that customers are asking, but the response to those questions is still curated by a human, maybe pushing a knowledge base or, you know, in the case of a chatbot or a voice bot, we would have to manually um, create that response. Um, with, with, with generative AI, we can actually have the application automatically provide a response back um, from information that's contained within a knowledge base or within the organization somewhere. Now, today, you wouldn't necessarily put that in front of a customer. Uh, we've we've probably heard about issues of hallucination where we, we can't guarantee that the response that's provided back by the technology is 100% accurate. So we're not quite ready yet to put that in front of a, a, a live customer and, and not have 
you know, the ability to edit that response. But we can have it sat behind an advisor in a contact centre, for example. So as it's listening to the conversation, it's suggesting a response or suggesting a knowledge article or providing information on the fly. But we've still got the advisor in the contact centre there acting essentially as an editor to be able to look at that information and, and sort of validate it before uh, they provide that, that response back to the customer. So I think that's a really, really exciting use case and it's going to be there. Again, it's this kind of idea of a co-pilot for, for an advisor listening to a conversation and constantly suggesting, you know, knowledge information, uh, knowledge articles, you know, suggested responses to be able to help advisors do their job more effectively and make sure they're giving the right accurate responses back and have access to information in, in, in real time. So that's a really, really exciting use case for me. Yeah, I think there was, again, lots of great stuff there. And I really liked your points towards about how it's increasing the value proposition of maybe current AI models that exist. I mean, another example, maybe, which I know, I think that you, Savio, have been uh, working on as well is automating um, uh, customer intent. So uh, dispositioning, um, ticketing, uh, these things. I know that's uh, something that uh, that you're doing uh, currently with your um, clients and I think that's quite powerful as well if you go into a contact center you uh, still nowadays it's still agents typing in dispositioned code they're rushed they're not really they're quickly pressing the first one on the list or something like that and then how does that affect um, the, when you look at your demand drivers in a contact center oh they may not be as accurate as they want to and that could affect uh, lots of uh, various yes yeah, we're, we're, we're interesting we're already using uh, some of these generative technologies to automatically summarize a conversation that has taken place, for example, between a, a customer and a chatbot or potentially a voice bot, because often they can be quite lengthy, you know, conversations with several different turns of the dialogue. So we're already using um, ChatGPT to summarize that conversation and present it to the advisor when the call or the chat is transferred through to them so they can very quickly understand you know the conversations that have taken place previously and then as you say the next generation of that is to take the entire conversation that's taken place between the customer and the advisor summarize that you know pull out some key actions or some bullet bullet points of the conversation store that into you know CRM system so we can pretty much eliminate or or significantly reduce wrap up time and after call work time and have a really concise but accurate set of notes that can be put into a you know CRM system so that whoever else answers the call further down the line or has to interact with the customer can get access to those notes and uh, and and you know we should be able to save you know many minutes of time per call or per interaction uh, by using this so that's another really exciting use case for this. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's when you see nowadays in contact centres too with handling times kind of growing every year, you see such statistics like that. The ability to knock that often support agents through such applications, I think is really exciting. And also the example that you gave there, I imagine has big uh, big uh, significance for the um, voice of the customer space too. If you can extract various insights, it's all very exciting. And it's maybe you spoke earlier, you, gave, you said the expression, this is the, we're in the first wave of chat GPT. What do you maybe expect from the second wave and, in, uh, and how will that impact the contact center of the future? So I think at the moment, um, you know, the first wave is that this, this technology, this technology has been launched and it's, you know, it's been in terms of in terms of engagement, it's been one of the fastest growing technologies 
of all time, really. You know, it, it, it's a very profound technology, but we're still playing with it. You know, we're still trying to figure out what those use cases are. I think the second wave is where it's actually, you know, being embedded in applications, as we talked about earlier on. Um, and, and that's when we really start to going to see these, these highly productive use cases um, are, 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 will have a significant impact on productivity, whether it be built into Outlook to help us you know, respond quicker to emails, whether it be built into PowerPoint to allow us to um, you know, very quickly create presentations or maybe in Salesforce to, again, to, to help us uh, you know, summarize conversations um, or, or you know, for, for us sort of creating widgets and tools that allow us to glue together different applications and 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 you know concisely summarize all of the information that we're collecting in the context of a contact center which is it's a gold mine of data the problem is there's almost too much information sometimes and it's trying to pick out the key points and summarize information and create tasks and actions i think that's where we're going to really see you know this this bringing to life the capability the the, the possibilities of this technology and i think that we're going to see that happening very quickly over the course of the next you know certainly a few months and, and years ahead. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very exciting space at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of us have been amazed at just how fast the space is uh, moving. And kind of, uh, the team at Sabio have uh, mentioned that in a recent ebook uh, e that you've created on the topic of generative AI and um, CX. Just kind of as a final question for me, why should our viewers consider downloading it? Well, I think, you know, f firstly, um, there's no doubt this is one of the most profound technologies, um, you know, since the, the launch of the iPhone and, and you know, the, the, it, um, it, it's, it's just really important that we um, all understand how we can start to harness this technology, um, over, you know, within our personal lives as well as within our business lives over the course of the next 12 years, we all need to stay ahead of the game. And I'm spending a huge amount of time at the moment going around and briefing, you know, our, our customers and our, uh, our prospects and sort of pe people that really want to learn about how this technology will impact their business. So one of the ways that we, we're doing that is through the ebook that we're launching or that we've launched already. Um, we'll continue to keep that up to, up to date. There's a continuous stream of blogs and, and information on our website, you know, as, as we kind of comment on this technology as it evolves. Like I say, we, we run regular events uh, to keep people up to speed with it, but there's no doubt that there's going to be a continued, you know, uh, high velocity of change and, and updates over the course of the next months and, and years ahead. And, and I think it's just really important that people stay up to speed with that. And that's what we're really trying to drive at Sabio through the various different means of, of engagement that we, we have at our disposal. So, yeah, please, please do. Um, Stay connected with it and, and uh, reach out if you've got any questions, but also, you know, keep up to speed with all the, all the content that we're putting out. Absolutely. And, and uh, to help people uh, find that content, I will uh, add a link into the description. But I think, uh, yeah, this, that's a great place to end today's chat. Stuart, it's always really great to speak uh, to you. So thank you very much for joining me today. Great. Thanks, Charlie. Good to catch up. Speak again soon. Absolutely. And uh, thanks to everybody for watching too. Bye for now.